And welcome to another edition of DS Walk Show. And I'm your host, DS Walk. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the love and support. Thank you for the applause. I appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. And on today's show, I'm going to talk about someone that I haven't even talked about, especially living in the DFW area. You know, he's an icon here. He is probably the biggest sports fan in the DFW area. I mean, we love this guy down here. I mean, he represents everything a sports fan, an owner that you can possibly think of. And no, I, I'm not talking about Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. I'm talking about Mark Cuban, the guy who is the face of the Mavericks. And a lot of times when we think of the Mavericks, we think all the legendary players that play there, you know, Derek Harper, um, Dirt and the Whiskey. You know, we think of those guys. And we think about the new upcomer, the new legend of Dallas Mavericks, Luka Donich, or KP. Because right now, they out there, they balling. They, they got the Mavs in the playoff position right now, I think, in the seventh seed at 38 and 25. We think about them. But we don't, we forgot about Mark Cuban. And, and granted, you know, a lot of things has happened here in the deal with the Mavs organization all bad on the business side now on the basketball side a lot of bad things that happen he had to clean that up I'm not going to get into all that because you know that you know I don't, we don't want to rehash or repeat of uh, the scandals and the whatever you want to call it was going on on the business side of the Dallas Mavericks basketball and Mark Cuban apologized for that, and he's been taking care of business. So I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is how Mark Cuban, as a passionate owner that he is about his club, that he's the type of owner that I haven't seen before who sticks up for his players, stick up for his team, not behind the scenes, but in your face on the camera, and he does not back down for the NBA. Mark Cuban always been that Maverick, always been that renegade owner. Even though he had toned it down over the years, that doesn't mean he's, he hasn't lost a step. That doesn't mean that he's still not that guy. Prime example, Mark Cuban today officially has been fined $500,000 for public criticism and detrimental conduct regarding the NBA officiating the league office announced today. And this was reported by Tim McMahon, ESPN staff writer, also out of the DFW area. And, wow, $500,000. And let me tell you, he has no problem paying that fine. I mean, for, for good reasons. And let's face it, the Mavs got cheated. If you don't believe me, if you've seen the game against Atlanta Hawks, you understand why Mark Cuban lost his effing freaking mind and just came $500,000 in the pocket. Also, along with that, the NBA also denied the mass protest of their loss to Atlanta Hawks on February 22nd, after which Cuban confronted the referees on the court. Gotta love that. And criticized them on Twitter 
especially love that part. And while speaking to reporters, ding, 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 ding. Love that too. That's three for three. The NBA also said in the statement that Cuban's comments were highly critical, personal, and demeaning to the league and its officiating staff, and that he continued to publicly criticize the officiating over the following days. Again, rightfully so. I mean, it, it, come on, y'all. Let me, let me tell you, I'm going to explain this what happened. Cuban was mad at the officials because on a putback by John Collins, Atlanta Hawks, with, I'd say, with about 8.4 seconds remaining in the game, following a goaltender call that was overturned upon replay review. Basically, what, he, what he's saying is the Atlanta Hawks got three points. <laughs> they got three, four points, and they shouldn't have. <laughs> it, it, it basically won the game for Atlanta Hawks. It sealed it because the man was making a, was, or making a comeback. And, yeah, it, it was a bad call. And now, let me read the statement. I'm, let me read to you guys. What Cuban said. So the Rams have bad games. That's what he tweeted. Drews have bad games. But this isn't a single game issue. This is the same, you know what, that's been going on for 20 years. Hire former refs who think they know how to hire trained men and realize two years later they can't repeat. Cuban does have a point. The NBA officials has been doing the same thing over 20 years. Mainly making the same mistakes they've been making for the last 20 years or longer. And basically what he's saying is, look, got to do something about it. And he's an owner. And Adam Silver works for him. And he's on a committee. So, yeah. He sees something's wrong with the officials, with the officiating in the NBA since he became a owner, and they haven't addressed that issue. And what's that issue is? The referees in the NBA have been making terrible calls, bad calls for 20 years. It's kind of like they make these calls and they don't know the rule book. Like, how do you give a guy three points? How? You gave him points on a goal 10, and then you gave him two points he scored. So basically, he scored the basket, and they called a goal 10. He got three points. You can't make this up. You can't make this mistake. It's just basketball. It's simple. It's goal 10. That's two points. He can't, you can't call a goal 10 and he scored the basket. And you can't get four points like that. And for simple fact for the NBA to come out to basically back up the call and the officiating, and you criticize Mark Cuban for criticizing the, the officiating, that the same issue that they've been having 20 years ago is still happening, and you find $500,000 for that? That's. Crazy. Whatever happened to accountability? It's the same thing with NFL officials. When we see they make bad calls and 
their superior come out and support those bad calls, you're not holding them accountable. It's the same thing here in the NBA. But in Cuba's statement, it's been going on for 20 years, so who are you holding accountable for? And yeah, I'm not going to read this whole thing. So advocate Adam Silver determined there is no misapplication of playing rules on Collins putback, which was the grounds of the mass protests. You can't call a goaltend and let him put the ball back in the bass and give him another point. You can't do that. And he went on to say the replay center officially correctly understood the rules to require that Collins back count if he was in the act of shooting when the goal tender call was made. He made a statement. The replay center official also correctly followed the established process of replay review. The league investigation included an analyst of the game footage showing that the whistle began to sound one fifth tenth of a second before Collins gained possession of the ball. However, it was well established by prior NBA protest decisions that a factual determination by NBA officials, including replay officials, that is shown in a post-game review to be incorrect is not a misapplication of the playing rules. So basically what he's saying is you lost your protest, the call's going to stand, and that's it. So to me, it's kind of like, why even protest? Why protest if you're not going to change anything? Why protest if you're not going to make the change? Clearly, it showed that oh, he made a mistake on replay. I've seen it. Mavs fans seen it. NBA fans seen it. Heck, even John Collins know that. But my whole thing is, though, Cuba had every right to protest. He has every right to criticize the officiating. And I understand that leagues don't want players, coaches, owners, GMs, nobody criticizing the league or the officiating. I understand that 100%. But at some point, at some point, you're just going to have start holding these guys accountable. Come out with these two-minute rules, two-minute report saying that, uh, yada, you know, yeah, that should have been travel. Yeah, that was a charge. Yeah, that bastard should have count. That doesn't do anybody any favors. That don't help the team. That don't help the player. That definitely don't help the league. But basically all you're doing is that you come out there reports just to say that, hey, the officials got this wrong. They got that wrong. They got that wrong. Okay, that's cool and all. But is that really holding them accountable? I don't think so. And, and the one thing that we always complain about the NFL is that not only these officials make makes bad mistakes and cost games or championships or playoffs, is that they're not full-time. The NBA officials are full-time and they still make these same idiotic mistakes. But the league don't want to hold them accountable. It is absurd, especially in the league where is prayer player friendly, fan friendly, and you got that one element of your game that you refuse to fix. I hope Adam Silver this coming off season, instead of focus on his rebuilding his relationship with China, 
you need to work on your officiating crew. You can say they went by the book. You can say everything you want trying to cover them, cover their butts. And make that, okay, yeah, they followed the rules. They did everything right. Bottom line, they cost the team a victory. And don't try to think that you're the smartest man in the room because Mark Cuban is no idiot. And we all know that he knows NBA rule book from front to back. And he's not going to tolerate the BS. So I hope Adam Silver takes it seriously like everything else. Even the late Commissioner David Stern would tell you, Mark Cuban, when he's focused on you, when he's mad, he ain't going to drop this. He's going to keep going forward. And he's going to push change, by the way. So don't be surprised in over the, over the, over the summer, over the offseason. I was about to say over the summer season. Over the offseason that you don't hear that the NBA are making changes to the officiating crews because they need to. Because at some point, these guys are going to cost some team a big win, maybe in the regular season, maybe in the playoffs, or maybe in the finals. And if that happens, and all eyes on me, or all eyes on the NBA, Adam Silver, that's going to put you in a real tough spot. So, be prepared, ladies and gentlemen, for the NBA product statement like the NFL did. Yeah, so uh, we're going to work on our officiating crew because uh, they suck and uh, we see how they call some teams a major victory. And we can't let that happen again. That's how it's going to go. I'm serious. It might not go in those exact words. That's how it's going to get played out. That's how it's going to go. I kid you not on that. They do it all the time. They do it all the time. And also in the league, our favorite, I don't want to practice. I don't want to go to games. I'm going to sell my party on the boat. The type of guy, Deion Waiters. You know Deion Waiters. Everybody knows Deion Waiters. Deion Waiters, on the verge, I'm about to say allegedly because it hasn't happened yet, but he's on the verge of signing a contract for the rest of the season with the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I know Deion Waiters can play. And the one thing Deion Waiters do better than most is that he just jack up shots. And he'll hit them. He'll hit him about 46 or 45, 44, 43% of the time. But the question is, with his personality, though, would it fit with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the crew? Because Deion Waiters, he will be coming off the bench. He won't be a starter. And everybody knows Deion Waiters being a starter is everything and getting his money. So this is basically going to be a 20-some game tryout with Deion Waiters to show that A, that he's a good teammate, B, that he can play in any system, and he's willing to come off the bench 
And three, when he put his ego on the side, win the championship. You see how I did that? Would he put his ego on the side for the greater good of winning the NBA championship? Those questions and more will be asked, will be answered with these next 20 plus games left in the regular season plus postseason. Because there are going to be some games where Deion Waiters won't get 15 shots, 11 shots, or even eight. There are going to be some games where he might be on fire and he might get pulled out and go sit on that bench for the remainder of the game. He got to be able to deal with that. But the one thing with Deion Waiters going to have to do on this Laker team is not only to score, be a, be a shooter, because Lakers do need shooters. And J.R. Smith is out there, by the way, and he's looking to get back in the league, and the Lakers are still looking for shooters. Can you imagine Deion Waiters, J.R. Smith on the same team, on the same second unit? You know how many shots will be jacked up? Oh, it would be a brick fest. Wow. Oh, Let's see. Those two guys with those type of egos, those type of personality on the Lakers team, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, led Lakers team. Why? They made Dwight Howard look like a fireball. That would be so sweet. I'm pulling for it because I'm that I'm that dude. I'm that guy. I, I'm that guy when it comes to sports. I like petty wins. When it comes to me in basketball or just sports in general, I like it. I like the beat. I like the heat. I like the smoke. Especially when you get it on the same team. Especially you get the two guys known for being selfish. For being all about them. And they know we're making big time mistakes there in crunch time like J.R. Smith did in the finals. And they wouldn't give a crap about it. So, yeah, I'm about that. And I want to see that. But no offense. I look, I, both guys are talented. And both guys deserve to be in the league. Because the one thing they can, both guys can do is they can shoot the basketball. Uh-uh, they're not going to make a high percentage of their shots. But they would shoot the basketball. They would shoot it enough to make the defense honor them, respect them. And there's going to be a lot of shots. That's going to be long rebounds. That's going to break off the side of the backboard, front rim, side of the rim, over the backboard, all that. But at the end of the day, though, it's about winning. And if Deion Waiters can show up to L.A., play defense, because the Lakers do play defense. If you play a little bit of defense and be consistent with your shot, he's not asked to go out there and score 22 points, 30 points a night. Just be consistent. 
might get scored 10, 12 points. But make sure the defense respect your shot and come there with a good attitude and just be ready to ball out and contribute to a team and play as a team. If Deion Warriors can do that, this will be a, a successful year for him. This second chance will be a successful one. Because when you go into free agent next season, because he did all this stuff, it raised his dollars up. And that's the one thing about, hey, the NBA, let's, let's keep it real. A lot of these guys play unbelievable. They're in contract gear. They show up. They do things that you never think they can do. If you don't believe me, ask Hassan Whiteside. If you don't believe me, <laughs> ask Biombo. Uh, if you don't believe me, ask uh, Cody Zeller. I'm telling you, how these guys in the NBA, when it's contract year, they have career years. Points, rebound, blocks, steals, defense, efficiency, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, all of that goes up in contract year. Because they're playing hard. <laughs> they're playing their butts off. They're playing to get a fat deal. And you would think they'll do this all the time through remainder of their contract. That's how you're supposed to play. Nope. They'll show up the first year of the contract and they'll show the last year of their contract. And for Deion Waiters, for a guy who just got bought out by another good team by the Miami Heat, this is your second life in basketball with the Los Angeles Lakers. So be prepared for a guy like Deion Waiters to build his money up. So when next season comes along, if he don't want to resign with the Lakers, some team is going to be foolish enough to offer him a huge deal, and he's going to take it. We're going to see. Hopefully, he values winning and championships at this point of his career than getting paid. I seriously want that. Unless you take one of my classes, like, look, get the money, get the rings, get the money, win some basketball games, lead your team to the playoffs, and win some championships. Don't get one and don't get the others. Be greedy. Get all of it. That's what I'm talking about. It's going to be interesting to see if, if Deion Waiters does that. But it's also interesting to see that the Lakers are going out and getting guys off the street in which they could have, should have made trades in the trade deadline, and they couldn't because no one didn't want to deal with them on a serious note. That's why when you hear a team like Detroit Pistons wanted, I don't know, everything in the kitchen sink for their roles, and Lakers say no, of course I would. Every offer the Lakers made to Detroit were good offers. But the Pistons did not want it. They could have just said, hey, look, man, their roles are not available. When you put their roles out there to be traded, 
ultimately you decided not to trade him, but yet the Lakers gave you two good offers. Just say he's not available. I I, I don't blame Rob Polinka for not making deals because he couldn't. Because nobody in good faith wanted to deal with the Lakers. However, let's just hope that doesn't bite the Lakers in the butt when the time comes for them to play in the Western Conference Finals or in the NBA Finals because death is going to be everything, especially if you're on a team where you only have one playmaker, a guy who can make plays for everybody else, and LeBron James, and you have nobody else. So that's going to be a huge issue for the Lakers coming down the stretch and into the playoffs because you don't want to overwork LeBron James. However, by me saying all that, you got Rondo and you got Caruso, two point guards on the team, who are going to have to pick up their slack and start making plays for others instead of LeBron doing all the book work. Scoring, doing all the assists. I mean, crying out loud, take some of that responsibility off the man. You can't do it all. I mean, you can. He already did. Jeez. Get the boy some help. I mean, what's next? You want to build a pyramid? Brian going to need some help. He need one of these point guards to step up. You just you gotta love this game. No Cuban complaining. Rightfully so, got five thousand thousand dollars. And trust me, if you gonna find me five hundred thousand dollars, you gonna get your money's worth. And then Deion Waiters signed with the Lakers. That's great. And then when I look here and when I see the Milwaukee Bucks, I tie the favorites at many U.S. sports books. I'm not. I'm not saying they're not, because they are. But can we honestly here say the Milwaukee Bucks are better than the Los Angeles Lakers? Do you guys think the Milwaukee Bucks can beat the Lakers in the seven-game series? Or can they beat the Clippers in the seven-game series? We don't know that. And, and the last time we left off uh, Milwaukee in, in the playoffs, they got shut down. Well, Giannis got shut down by Kawhi Leonard. And he didn't look too good. It's going to be interesting to see how everybody got that damn money on the Bucks, which I don't blame them because I probably would have too. But there's two teams in L.A. might have something to say about that. I mean, you know, Kawhi ain't been wild like no punk. And he's going to try to do what he can to uh, go back to back. So... He's going to get his boys all straightened out and get them rolling. And I don't think the King is going to sit back and let Giannis take over his spot right now, especially when LeBron went to the straight finals and took a hiatus. So he, by himself, might get the Lakers to the championship and win it. So while everybody putting all their money in Milwaukee, rightfully so, that's a good choice. But that do with caution, because there's two teams in LA who might have something to say about that. Oh, 
and I ain't mentioned that other team in Denver might have something to say. Um, there's a team down in Massachusetts and Boston might have something to say. And if this team get their act together, I'm talking about that team in Philly, they might have something to say about that too. Oh, and I can't leave out the defending champions because the Toronto Raptors also might have something to say. Oh, and by the way, the Toronto Raptors put your playoff work last night. So, to all you U.S. sports betters, sports books, I hope y'all right. I hope y'all right. That will be the end of the DS Walk Show. I have covered everything I wanted to cover and everything I wanted to say. Thank you guys for listening. I will holler at you guys later. Peace out. Enjoy your weekend. I'm out of here.